Welcome to Everything Scary. My name is Lynn, and I'm here with my co-host, local celebrity. <clears throat> sorry, sorry, international celebrity. Thank you. Matt McLean. Hello. <laughs> Every Tuesday, we release a new episode, mostly true crime, but we've also been known to cover a pandemic, a haunting, a super mad, super strong chimpanzee. We'll cover anything and everything scary. Please rate us five stars and join us on Instagram at Everything Scary Pod. Here we go. Hola. Hola. Como esta? Ça va bien. Merci uh, et vous? Okay. We a little Spanish, a little French. It's cool. <laughs> yes, cool. Um, bueno. Yes, I speak a little bit of Spanish, un poquito. I say, um, hola, mi amo y Matthew, como esta? And then people that speak fluent Spanish go into like nine sentences. I'm like, I, I really just know the one intro sentence. I'm sorry. Did you ever see that episode of Family Guy when they were like, uh, the guy's like, they hop on a train and then. Yes, yes, they're on a bus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or uh, the back of a van. It's Same he's exact. Like, he's like, I only know that first sentence and then this follow-up sentence. And then they're like, are you being serious right now? And he's like, yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I know a lot of Portuguese. I am learning. Okay, so my goal is to learn Spanish and Portuguese. I can teach you some Spanish all of or some the Portuguese. condiments that we have. I know a little bit. I know maize and cebollas, which is onions. Can I ask you? Oh, and, for um, the hot dog cart. Yeah, mustaches. Um, mustard. I, somebody might be lying to you about that one. Oh, yeah? It sounds like mustache to me. <laughs> um, I know Portuguese. Thank you. Ombrigado. Ombrigado. Yep. Um, I know stop it. Is the girl version, Pargueta. What there's a boy version? Yes, there's a male and female. So Pada is the male and Pargueta is female. Uh lie down is Ditit. Oh. Yeah, I know a few. I mean a concern, the only Portuguese you know is lie down and stop it. <laughs> um <laughs> Not, and thank you. Right, and thank you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. I never uh, put that together. But. Oh, boy. That is awesome. <laughs> okay, so we're going to do uh, round two, Kingston. All right. It's a countdown. Hey, yo. So. Coming in at number five, biggest piece of shit of all time in Kingston, Penn. <laughs> <laughs> this is why you are an international celebrity. That is correct. It's a phenomenal Casey Kasem impression. <laughs> so I'm going to tell you about Ty Khan. Okay. Do you know anything about Ty Khan? I don't think so. Okay. You does might have, have to tell you this. With a bank. Yes. Okay. And Ty Khan, not a piece of shit. Oh. I mean, he did some shitty things. He's no Paul Bernardo, though. Um, I think I know this story. And would you say it's one of... The greatest and craziest breakout stories of all time? Yes. Okay, let's, yes, I know this. This is my favorite. I learned this when I was on my tour. But will, it, it has a sad ending. That I don't remember. Okay, well, get ready to be sad. <laughs> oh, thank you. Get ready to be sad and impressed. Well, <laughs> will do. So he was actually born Ernest Bruce Hayes, which. And what did he change his name to? He didn't. Oh, so this was in 1967 that he was born Ernest. Mm-hmm. Yikesos. Mm-hmm. Um, at the time of his birth, his mom was only 15 years old. So first, his mother, Marianne, who discovered that the man that had gotten her pregnant actually had a full-blown family. So she was hurt and upset by this revelation, and she abandoned Ernest, who would later be given the name Ty, and she left him with his father. His father then abandoned him, and he was left with his mother's parents, so his maternal grandparents. Oh, God. They decided to put him up for adoption. Oh, God. Jesus. And he was adopted by a psychiatrist and his wife. Hmm. Um, Ironically, being that the doctor was a psychiatrist, um, his wife was very, very mentally unstable and horribly abusive to Ty. Oh, boy. So this is the Khan family. So this is when he became Ty Khan. Mm -hmm. Uh, Food was constantly being withheld from him. And so this resulted in him becoming kind of a food thief. Mm. He was locked in his room with chains and locks, but he was able to get out and he would go and get himself some food and then he'd lock himself back in his room. <laughs> Come on. Yeah. Um, and he carried on this way until he got caught, at which time the family simply added another deadbolt to his store. Uh, he was with this family for eight years and then they just tossed him back into the system. Wow. So... He continued to rob and burglarize, and truthfully, a lot of it was just out of necessity to survive. Yeah. But no matter where they put him, he would be able to break out, Uh, even though he was constantly escaping. Yeah. uh, He would win over the hearts of people working at the prisons that he was going to, uh, because they said he never caused any trouble. 
he was smart. He was gentle. He was soft-spoken. And this one's actually kind of a sad case. I don't think of him as a heavy hitter. Mm. Like, I don't think of him as a bad dude. I just think he was doomed from the start. Well, and the story is so legendary in the pen. Yeah. You know, yeah. it has to be told. Yes. Um, the reason I included him is because he escaped Kingston, a feat that was nearly impossible. He bounced around a lot in minimum security um, in the beginning, and he would get out and he would get caught stealing again because he really had no upbringing and he had no skills or education. Um, Ty was a bank robber by all accounts. So like I said, he didn't seem like he was out there to hurt anybody. Mm -hmm. Uh, he just kind of went down the wrong path in life and, you know. I mean, listen, we're all responsible for the decisions that we make in life, but but some of us, I think, are more susceptible to the criminal lifestyle when you look at the way that he was brought up. Like, no, no Nothing. solid foundation Nothing. whatsoever. No sense of love. Love, no. And, you know, with the one barely solid foundation that he has was the Khan family. And they locked him in locked, his room for like yeah, hours a day yeah. and didn't feed him. And you and I were just talking off the air about foot fetishes <laughs> and how As we often do how it can be boiled down to as a child. If you like rubbed your mom's feet or something yeah. like that, it's something. So you have to think of how sensitive a child's mind is and how, you know, these are formative years. How impactful. Right. So, yeah. I mean, like, yes, we could, if he was able to get himself on the straight and narrow, that would be absolutely remarkable. Mm -hmm. But in the same breath, I don't think we can completely hold it against him that he's he's not hurting anybody. No. He's just robbing banks. And I mean, don't rob a bank. But if it's either hurt somebody or rob a bank, rob a bank. That's my advice. Yeah. And that's, yeah. you can... Take me to the bank on that one. <laughs> All right, get out. I'll finish this. I'll finish the pod. Give me your laptop. You're done. You're suspended without pay. Without pay? <laughs> I have access to all the accounts. Oh, damn it. <laughs> Thanks, Patreon. <laughs> so, he wasn't out to hurt anyone. He was just kind of went down the wrong path. Uh, he had been passed around in the foster care system. He finally did get to meet with his biological mom and his half-brother, Max, when he was incarcerated at Collins Bay Institution, um, and they both absolutely adored Ty. His mother had really hoped in meeting him, she would be able to, you know, take pride in what she had done, and, like, maybe she went to live with this great family, and he it was told, a success story. Yeah. Um, sadly, that wasn't the case, because she was meeting him in prison. <laughs> Where do you want to meet? <laughs> visiting room? God damn it. She did tell him that when he was about eight years old, she went back for him. But they denied her access and she had her calendar marked on the day that would be his 18th birthday. Um, and she said that she would go and reclaim her son as soon as mm. he was legally, you know, not tied down mm -hmm. to anyone else. Uh, she told him that she thought about him every single day. And when the opportunity came for Ty to be released into mandatory supervision, his mother and Max were thrilled to have him come and live with them. Like house arrest, I guess. Back yeah, then, yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay. Um, however, he would later be caught driving his stepfather's car with no license, and he was sent back to Collins Bay Institution. He was released a month later, and he decided he didn't want to be a burden to his mother any longer, so he went and he got his own place. But because he only had the skills of breaking in and <laughs> breaking out of things, um, he again resorted to robbery, and he was arrested after robbing a convenience store and sentenced to six years um, at maximum security prison Millhaven. Wow. He was 22 at this time, but because of good behavior, he was sent back down to Collins Bay. Where is Collins Bay? Is it in Kingston? Like, is it is it like a local? It is. Kingston, yeah, I I didn't write down where it was, but I think it is close to Kingston. Yeah, okay. yeah. But sadly, this was on the day of his younger brother's graduation. Ty had promised that he would be in the audience as he had gotten permission from the prison for an escort to take him out for the ceremony. Um, but he would trick the escort and say that he was meeting his family at a restaurant and then he snuck out the bathroom window and once again he was on the run. <laughs> when he didn't show, his family had started to worry once again and wouldn't you know it, soon after he escaped, bank robbery started happening in Toronto. <laughs> <laughs> he would later show up at his mother's doorstep and as much as it killed her to do so, she would call the cops because she believed what she was doing was saving her son's Ooh. life. Mama dimed on you. Yeah. Would you ever rat your kids out? No. Yeah, I would. You would? Yeah, for sure. <gasps> wow. It depends on what they did. If it was bank robbery, probably not. 
What if it was a bloody murder? Yeah, yeah. Wow. Like, I love my kids more than anything in the world. And I, I could probably pinpoint which one of them would be my problem child. <laughs> my, I don't think my mom would ever dime me. Ever. No. She'd grab no. a shovel. No, I She'd think. She'd be like, uh, where do we... You know what, Matthew? You're you're trapping body all over the house. Just stay out. <laughs> leave your shoes outside. Your father and I will bury it for you. Just get in the shower. Put all your clothes in the hamper. And I'll burn them. Okay, um, Matt. Everything I hear about your parents, mm-hmm. primo. <laughs> they sound amazing. <laughs> this is giving me Brian Laundry vibes, though. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate like you have undying love for your kids, mm-hmm. but I mean. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't want them to be murderers. Murderous <laughs> children. I try to keep my kids as far away from the podcast as possible. Mm. But my daughter came into my room the other day and I was looking up prison meals. Because nice. I'm one to look up a good meal. <laughs> Anytime I go to a restaurant, I look up menus. Yeah. And now that I'm and getting Kingston, Kingston I went, this stuff looks like dog vomit. Really? Yeah. It was so it was like in the shape of an ice cream scooper and it was like just brown. It looked like maybe it was like refried beans Ooh. or something. Olivia came into the room and I was like, look at this. And she's like, what is that? I'm like, this is why we don't commit any crimes. Cause this <laughs> is what you, you guys think that you're giving me a hard time over eating your tortellini. Uh, <laughs> you're not going to like this. That's what Kingston. I don't think they do. They should say they should have a cafeteria where when oh you go God. there, you can get lunch, but you get it's prison food. Like it's made and then, like prison food and you get to, that's what you eat. And then the you tour. get food poisoning. Yes. Yes. And then you get shivved. I, I, get, I was saying to Olivia though. on the way to your car. <laughs> oh, it's so immersive. <laughs> I was saying to Olivia though, I was like, if you go into prison, like these are the kinds of things that you get. Like you have to, mm-hmm. and you're starving because this is the only, and so she goes, mom, if I ever went to jail, how much money would you put into my account? I'm like, are you talking about commissary? Sure She's he like, knows yeah, it. you gotta yeah. put on my books. I'm like, I keep her as far away from her as possible. She's seven, knows what commissary is. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, I was like, well, it depends what you did. And she's like, well, let's just say I stole something. Ooh. And I was like, I don't think you go to jail for stealing something. She's like, what if I hit somebody with my car? I'm like, did you hit them on purpose? <laughs> <laughs> we, we went down the list. I'm like, like, if you hurt somebody on purpose, Olivia, you're on your own. You're eating that refried beans. Mm-hmm. But or she's drinking. Is she old enough to drink? No. Apple juice and drive. (laughs) (laughs) Did you just ask me if my seven-year-old was old enough to... What is the legal drinking age? Was she the one that was just baptized? Yeah, No, she wasn't baptized. She was first communionized. Oh, what is... I don't know what... Uh, It's a a Catholic thing. Okay. So it's when you you repent. Oh, baptism is at the very beginning. Baptism is at the beginning. With the water. Uh, Yep. There's no water with this one. No, now... So she got the um, Eucharist. So it's the bread. Is that the Greek god that flew too close to the sun with wax? He came down and, and he said hi to the kids. What's up, kids? What, was there wax involved in your story? Uh, yeah, his wings were waxed. Okay, so he let them touch his waxy wings <laughs> and then he flew away. <laughs> and that young man grew up to be Jesus. <laughs> God, I thought you didn't go to a Catholic school. <laughs> <laughs> the Eucharist is the host, so it's like a, a little piece of flat bread that's blessed. Oh, the body of Christ. Yeah. The wafer. Compels you. Yes. Yes, <laughs> it compels me. It's not a wafer. No, but yes, that's that's what she had. And so I was like, when we were going home, I was like, are you hungry? She's like, yeah, I, I only had breakfast today. And I had the Eucharist, so I don't... <laughs> <laughs> um, you know what? I'm okay. I filled up on host. <laughs> <laughs> I was like... It's pretty tasty though, eh? And she's like, it tasted like nothing. I'm like, I think it's pretty tasty. Is there carbs in it? Like, it, what if you're... Is there carbs in the bread? Carb. Like, yeah, what if you're non-gluten? <gasps> How do you consume the host? Guess you're going to burn for it. Don't worry, it only feel like an eternity. <laughs> <laughs> My girlfriend's kids are gluten-free. I got to add, that's a really decent point. Mm-hmm. What if you're vegan? Yeah. How are you supposed to consume the body of Christ? How are you going to get compelled? Maybe. I don't know. Gluten-free. I had some blood of Christ last night. Oh, mm. yeah. Blood of Christ is pretty decent. Mm-hmm. Before COVID, though, we're all just drinking out the same same big old chalice. Yeah. I think, yeah. I, I mean, think, I pour it out into a glass because I'm not a heathen. 
<laughs> you so at church you pour out your oh is that how it works yeah no, sorry. they, they have a big no i know i know night. you didn't go to church are <laughs> <laughs> you assumed but uh in catholic church they have a big metal chalice and you stand in line oh and gosh. everybody takes a sip of the wine is there booze in it is it like yeah a, it but not wine? the kids don't do it yeah. it's only for like the adults but it's like i think we we may have been grand zero for COVID. <laughs> Your church. <laughs> like, I don't know. Like now they have like a, I think they always wiped it, but I don't know. I just, I can't see drinking out of the same cup as anybody anymore. I liked when they were baptizing in the height of COVID and the priests would have the water guns full of uh, That's not holy true. water. Yeah. And they would squirt them from a distance. Stop it. Yeah. Yeah. It's the best. Where did you see that? Like online. So it has to be real. <laughs> like what did the gun was it like a nerf gun <laughs> no, it was like a water gun like just a pistol like In, the priests were packing oh my goodness yeah a little sidearm action oh yeah, lord carry law yo <laughs> <laughs> okay let's get back to this yeah come on now <laughs> <laughs> someone's here mm -hmm. thank you all right he'll come in if he needs this mm. Could be a murderer, though. A murderer in the building? Wouldn't that be perfect to catch on the pod, though? Just oh our murder? Oh, I'd be like, oh my God, I'm going to get stabbed. Okay, do the play-by-play -play for the <laughs> pod. Actually, no, hit stop and we'll do another record. We'll do it for Patreon. <laughs> it's a, this is going to be perfect for Patreon. It should be paid. It should be our murder. Okay, Matt's bleeding. Oh, yeah. it's internal. It's coming out of his mouth. There we go. For sure something's wrong. Oh, here, comes the, here comes the gurgling, and he's done. <laughs> All right, that's... Bye! <laughs> <laughs> no, I'd record the 911 call too. Don't. Yeah, true. That's good. It. That's just good content. If good you ask call. Me. If we're in the middle of talking, I say, "Hey, do you need in here?" I'm just telling Chris, who may or may not walk by while we're recording. Sure. So, <laughs> do you know, whatever you got to do, man. Mm -hmm. This is your world. We're just living in it. Yeah, it's just so everyone knows we are in a radio station. There's nobody usually here on the weekends, but announcer has just walked in. Matt did actually. He made us a beautiful sign. Um, it said, uh, "Everything's scary. Recording in progress." Uh, we used it once. No one came in that day. Mm -hmm. Every other day, someone's coming. I have not been able to find the sign. <laughs> They're like, "Fuck you! You don't get to make us a sign." <laughs> I know. I know. I know. They're like, "Who's this shit?" <laughs> This is a coat hanger. Where are we fucking supposed to put our coats? <laughs> okay, so you see, this is what the problem is. You start you with this, all this banter. You got lost in my eyes. I got lost in your Classic eyes. Classic Lynn maneuver. Well, and also you've decided to take to the regular feed, not wearing clothes, which is weird because that's, that's right. usually just for patrons. Mm -hmm. But spoiler alert: hashtag hairy nips, <laughs> ladies. <laughs> DMs are open. What is it? Everything scary pod? That's our at. I think maybe you want to give your own personal one for this. <laughs> I want the, the subject title, Harry Nips, Harry question Nips. mark, oh, intrigued. Ooh, that might be my male stripper name. Oh, Hi, everybody. Harry so, Nips here. Yeah, sorry, let me get ahead. back to this. Yes, God. Um, so when his mother called him in, he was brought back into jail and he was given another 11 years on top of his other sentences. Ooh. So after the betrayal of his mother and again being sent back to jail, he was in solitary confinement as a punishment, mm. which sucks because they really liked this guy, but he kind of made them look like. I know that's kind of the sense that I got. It personal after mm -hmm. a little, you're like, please stop making us look like assholes. Yeah. I used to know um, I was a security guard at the Sky Dome. Now the Rogers you, Center. You love to like low-key brag about that. That is my favorite humble brag it's is like, oh, security but yeah i would do the same thing i'd be like people would be smoking in the 500 levels like smoking darts during an argos game and i'd be like look guys listen i don't want to kick you out but listen you're making me look like an asshole yeah i said i got my boss over here so here's what we're gonna do put the darts in you're like give me a quick drag give me two minutes <laughs> shoot me a hoop let me get a quick draw off that dart uh, I said, put them away. I said, then when I leave, you do whatever the hell you want. Okay, you, guys? You want to know one of your most humble brags, which yeah. actually ended up being two brags in one. Love it. Was when you were telling me that one of your neighbors got locked out of his house and he was standing outside and he was super cold. Mm -hmm. So you're like, so, you know, being the great guy that I am, I got some mitts. I got my security from when I was at the Rogers Center. I got him that jacket and I brought it over to him and he was weird. So now he was warm and it was also a security because I'm, I'm really tough. Um, so it was like you were nice and tough in one sentence. <laughs> I have lived 
41 years on this earth with not being nice nor tough. So the one time it happens, you are goddamn right. You're like I didn't put it on T-shirts and hand them out. Civil on the back. <laughs> Do you need my Rogers security jacket? Are you, are you cold? <laughs> uh, did you want to use my Volunteer of the Year award for anything? <laughs> It's just volunteer of the year. Nothing is specific. It's no, just general, volunteers at everything. Which is an actual award that I have in my office. Oh my God, you are. Oh my God, so ladies. So you better not DM us at Everything Scary Pod with a photo <laughs> <laughs> of their hairy nips. <laughs> this is getting off the rails. Yeah, come on. <laughs> Reel it back in. We're talking about prison here, folks. Sorry, I've had way too much coffee today. <laughs> I am all fired up. I'm going to be good. Okay, go. We're talking prison. Prison. We got the tie, guy with the banks. He's in 11 solitaire. 11 years added on top of all of his other solitaire years. Solitaire to punish him. They didn't want to. They loved him. Great guy. Super great back. guy. But being in solitary confinement, unfortunately, led Ty to start having suicidal ideations. Uh-oh. Um, breaking out of Collins Bay was a cakewalk for old Ty. Though this time... He had to tirelessly saw the bars of his window with a small hacksaw. I believe he's at Millhaven at this point. I think. Oh, really? So. Yeah. So he was sawing. It took him a month um, with a small hacksaw blade. Shouldn't there just be somebody on duty so, for hacksaw blades? So there is. <laughs> you'll see this when you go on your tour, but there was like a full <laughs> machine shop. Which is crazy. There's a whole way you see all the manufacturing that they do. I'm so excited. They did and all the tool boards and stuff. So if you took a wrench, everything had a spot so they could see at a glance when something was missing. Obviously, they didn't do it for, you know, the saw blades. They just replace it with like a toilet paper, an empty toilet paper roll. (laughs) Everything looks good here. (laughs) Um, So he took the saw blade and uh, he tirelessly would saw at his window. Um, I read that they were horribly understaffed, but I think it's pretty important to not allow a prisoner to possess a hacksaw blade. Um, I agree to disagree. <laughs> he would also make, this is wild, a 20-foot ladder out of bookcases. <laughs> and I mean, who's missing that? Yeah, that's awesome. Like, on November 5th of 1991, he escaped again and wrote Gone Fishing <laughs> on the calendar in his cell. Do you remember <laughs> that? I love that. Yeah. He would later mail a $5 bill to the warden. Oh, sorry. He was in Collins Bay still. So at Collins Bay. And he wrote, I'm having a good time. Your next beer is on me. <laughs> He's sassy. <laughs> oh, man. Sassy tie. Um, he was on the run for 44 days and he robbed three banks. That's He's impressive. Tenacious, I'd say. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Tenacious tie. <laughs> um, what, what, and this was in like, what, the 70s? Whatever. No. Oh. No. Um, we're in 1991 here. <laughs> oh, okay. So that's still like there are security cameras, but the technology isn't like super great. It's to not catch. super great nowadays. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So he uh, ended up getting out with his ladder and he... Uh, the bookcase ladder. His bookcase ladder. And yeah, he wrote the note to the warden of Collins Bay saying he's having a good time and uh, have, have a, a beer, beer on him. So of course he was eventually caught because apparently... He's really, really good at getting out, but he's also pretty good at getting in. (laughs) Right Uh, back in there. This time, however, there was a four-hour standoff before they were able to arrest Ty, and that was at the persuasion of his mother over the phone. So they had called her up and... Uh, Come on, turn yourself in. No. Stop. Why do you always want me to turn myself in? (laughs) Why you do it? (laughs) So now... They added another 16 years to a sentence oh. on top of everything again. Um, it's like when you're younger and you're like getting grounded. And your parents like, don't say another word or get another week yeah. to that grounding. The breakfast club. Yeah. You exa- want another one? Exa- <laughs> exactly you want another right. one? You want another one, Ty? Oh. <laughs> so there was a bunch of extra charges on top of that, too. And when it was all said and done, uh, his sentence was now at 47 years, four months and six days in prison. Oh, I wonder if he's going to try to escape. They now sent him back to Millhaven, and the staff there was literally afraid of him because they didn't want him to break out, and they have this new state-of-the-art, you know, unbreakable prison, right. and if anybody's going to do it, it's going to be Ty. Mm-hmm. So um, they didn't want him to make them look like morons. So on November 21st of 1999 now, the staff caught wind that there was a breakout being planned, and solely based on his pass, they blamed it on Ty. <laughs> It's neither here nor there. If he yeah. had anything to do with it, they just didn't want him in there. 
He was then sent to Prince Albert Correctional Facility in Saskatchewan. In 1995, Ty was rewarded for his good behavior by being sent back to Millhaven to be closer to his family. But he hated Millhaven. Like, this wasn't a... Yeah. It wasn't a reward. out there. And when two inmates came up to him to discuss their plan to escape, which resulted in a shoot-off if need be. So they basically said, this is what we're going to do. If the guards come at us, we're going to shoot them. Oh, wow. Ty found this reckless because he felt like somebody could get seriously hurt. Um, that's not his thing. <laughs> Ty put his fingers in his ears. He's like, ha, la, 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 I'm not hearing you. <laughs> so what he did do is he made a deal to get himself into a lower security prison. He said he would disclose the plans of the other inmates and it was agreed he would be transferred. However, he did not get to go back to his stomping grounds at Collins Bay, he now ended up in Kingston Penn. Mm. I thought he was able to negotiate like a minimum security or whatever for like an escapist. Yeah. (laughs) Hey, I know that I did a bunch of escaping, but I know other people who are going to do some escaping too. Not me this time. I would never escape. Starting now. (laughs) Pinky swear, double stamp. (laughs) So... Yeah, so he decided that uh, he really didn't want to be in Kingston either. Um, so I assume he went to the proper appeal channels, got paperwork done, and then was transferred again. Do you want to know the funniest <laughs> thing is that I was talking to my girlfriend about going and doing the tour at Kingston, mm-hmm. and it was through text, and sometimes a lot gets lost through text. Yeah. And so she was like, I was like, yeah, I can't believe like doing a tour of Kingston was even an option. And she was like, the prisoners get to like decide if they want to go there or not. I'm like, yeah, like Paul Bernardo goes in and he's like, you know, I love, I love the stainless steel look, but like Millhaven has Yahtzee on Sundays. And so I am going to lean in that direction right now. But I mean, if you guys can say something that would persuade me. (laughs) It's not like college. It's not frosh week. It's not a college tour. It's not like, all right, murderers, forget your whistles. Okay, where are all my blue shirt murderers? All right, all the yellows over here. Like this, it looks really good. I love the open concept. (laughs) I love the windscotting. (laughs) So he was now in Kingston Penn, which was Canada's oldest and most unescapable prison. But Tyrone did not feel like he had any other choice. He needed to get out of Kingston. Mm-hmm. People were completing suicide. It was pure hell. Oh, yeah. That's a, sorry. Yeah. That's a new one. Completing suicide is, yes. yep, we're not supposed to stay committing because that yes. makes it seem like they're doing a crime of some sort. Right. Um, so it was pure hell. He thought that it was worse than death. And he was trapped in there with guys who did absolutely unspeakable things. He was already serving 47 years for the robberies. So what did he have to lose? He was one of the few people who were able to break out of Kingston. This was <laughs> arguably the most famous breakout. I think there was 26 in total throughout its like 178 wow. years. So for months before the attempt, this is so good. <laughs> Ty would start forcing himself to sleep in a certain way. Mm-hmm. So he would sleep with the blanket completely covering his head and with one foot on the ground. So the guards got used to seeing this. And so he made a dummy out of things that he had available to him. (laughs) He also (laughs) wired together a speaker um, that he wired into the cell beside him. It was discussed that if the guards were to call out to Ty, one of his inmates beside him would muffle back an answer, which would sound like it was coming from a sleeping Ty. (laughs) Through the speaker. Yes. Amazing. So his inmate friends were happy to help. Every night he collected supplies and was going to use shelf brackets and a rope to construct a 27-foot ladder. (laughs) On May 6th of 1999, Tyrone escaped, and no one had escaped Kingston at that point in over 40 years. Wow. He knew when shift change was going on, so he waited until the commotion of that was underway, and he scaled the wall with his homemade ladder. And somehow, he had a grappling hook. (laughs) I mean, he also had a friggin' hacksaw, so... That's right. I think people just trusted Ty. I think, yeah. And he seems very, that's one thing. Prisoners, all they have is time yeah. to think and do. So that's exactly you right. and I thinking hacking away at a piece of metal for a year would be boring and would be awful. But for him, it's probably the most exciting thing, part of his day. So all he has is time to think about that's stuff true. in the machine shop, parts, you know, what gets I can't somebody imagine. to tack weld, a grappling hook together, whatever. <laughs> 
it's just so crazy though because like if he just had a like not broken out of the first prison and maybe just like got a job at KFC or something. Yeah. Like none of this would have happened mm-hmm. had to happen. But I mean, I, it's kind of exciting. Um, but he even sprinkled cayenne pepper as he ran o- off to throw off the scent of the dogs. Uh, now, is that any relation to cayenne pepper? <laughs> just out of curiosity. <laughs> uh, if anybody ever wanted to see the I'm going to kill you look come <laughs> in, still pretty. <laughs> It's um, it holds up. Innisfil, we pronounce things differently. It's a col- colloquialism. Oh, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. My bad. So, okay. I mean, there's a lot of people in Innisfil right now that are probably really mad at you, but mm. I'm going to forgive you. I'm going to choose to make that forgiveness because at the end of the day, it's only going to weigh me down. <laughs> <laughs> Not forgiving me. My egregious. <laughs> <laughs> so, Cayenne. 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 I think. Shut up. I don't really know. <laughs> okay, so the dogs couldn't smell them, okay? Yeah. Why? Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> this time on his calendar, he had written Fishing Trip 1999. <laughs> Not gone fishing? <laughs> no, this is a different one. <laughs> um, on May 7th of 1999, which was Mother's Day, he showed up at his mother's house. He Aww. gave her a gift, and he was on his way once again, because he's like, can't trust this bitch, yeah, this- <laughs> but I will give you a present. <laughs> Happy Mother's Day, gotta go! <laughs> It's probably all the hacksaws he had. Um, So, of course, then the bank robberies started up again. Yeah, obviously. Um, And maybe strictly out of nostalgia, he robbed the same bank as he did when he was 17. His first one, like the one, like, really opened the doors for him. Oh, my God. And the teller even recognized him. That is my all-time favorite part. Do you remember that? Like, yeah, when the, the prison guard is telling, she's telling us, she tells you the story under the wall that he escaped from. No. So behind her is the wall, like the, no. the escape point, right? Where they tell you the story. Oh, so so how it works, every tour guide at Kingston Penn, like the tour guide that does, for example, I don't know, say solitary confinement, is a guard that worked solitary confinement. Yeah, yeah, The yeah. tour guy that does the yard was the guard that was assigned to the yard. So they've got all the stories of their shifts. Essentially, the guard that let him escape is like, yeah, I tried to get a job with Millhaven, but they <laughs> said, no, you can just do the Kingston tour. So, <laughs> the Kingston. I love like so tired. Like, what have you been up to? How you been? Oh, still up to it. <laughs> oh, it's so good to see you. You're not still. <laughs> Ooh. Well, it's, and I it's see. just it's all it is is a water gun full of holy water. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> She's finally over it. Like, oh my God, like years of therapy. I can finally go to the bank and I can do a full shift and, ah. God, I'm feeling, you know what? Weight lifted. The bell on the door rings. Oh no. (laughs) She looks up. Oh, not again. (laughs) Oh no, Ty. (laughs) So Ty, what are you up to? You're not still, oh, yar. Yar. So he was on. I was just talking talking about you the other day to my therapist. Hey, Mayor, how are the kids? Oh, <laughs> oh no. Uh, so this time he was on the loose for 13 days. He had given some old friends a bag of money, which I imagine That's had nice. like the money symbol on it. And it was yeah, like. Yeah, the canvas bag, the rope around the top. Yeah, of yeah, it. yeah. Yeah. So he gave them a bag of money and asked if he could hide in their home. Allegedly, they believe that it was one of these two friends, quote unquote friends, um, that were allowing Ty to stay with them that eventually called in his location. Mm. May 20th of, oh, May 20th of 9-11. So that was a while ago. May 20th of 9-11. Yeah, yeah I think that was BC. Do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> I think it meant 1991. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, 1999. It was 1999. Okay. I don't know where 9-11 came from. Um, it was a historic event in New York City. In it was awful. September 11th. It's very sad. If you don't know. Thank you so much for filling me in. Can no Pepper, 9-11. You're really <sighs> running the, the gamut on, uh, on the teaching today. me crucial information. <laughs> <laughs> so the basement apartment that Ty was staying in was surrounded by officers with their sirens a blaring. Mm-hmm. Ty had a shotgun on him. Like he had it on him, yeah. on his person. Um, but in true form, he shouted upstairs that he didn't want to hurt anybody and he was only going to hurt himself if it came down to it. Mm. Now, during one of his stays, he was interviewed by the Fifth Estate. 
this interview was really interesting, actually, because he had written in about one of their episodes in which a young boy is supposed to be troubled. But all Ty saw was how badly this boy was being treated by his parents. Mm. And Ty wanted to inform them that he was a cautionary tale. um, And he wanted to show them how badly somebody could end up when you're treated so badly by the people who are raising you. Wow. Right. So in this moment, surrounded by officers, likely going back to Kingston, he asked for a phone and he called the producer of the Fifth Estate. Well, she was speaking with him. She heard the shotgun go off. Officers would find Ty slumped down in a dingy basement uh, apartment with a gunshot wound to his chest. Mm. Like, a shotgun is so long, I don't know. I think you pull it with your thumb. Well, they think it might have been an accident. Really? Yeah, because he was like mid-sentence when it happened. Right. So... They think that when he was trying to sit down with the shotgun, something happened because he had the phone in one hand and the shotgun in the other hand. Oh, right. So you couldn't hold it. Yeah. With two hands. Yeah. So that one was a long one, but I saved it for last because, like I said, was I just Courtney feel like. Love there? <laughs> sorry, oh, I'm sorry. Oh, no. I'm sorry. <laughs> and a, a weird note <laughs> half written in Ty's writing and then someone else's writing. <laughs> that's a really interesting case actually yeah no really really interesting um yeah did you kirk bain had way 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 more heroin in his system that like it wouldn't be compatible with life yeah i've heard that i've also heard that tolerance yeah because you don't measure like blood alcohol level for example doesn't measure tolerance right but be. I just don't think that like, because even like people, heroin's one of those, like you see those people nodding all the time. Like they're like half falling asleep. You know what I mean? Yeah. And for him to be able to shoot himself, it's just, it's all fishy. It's weird. Yeah. I'm not, I don't know. It's been so long since I've done a ton of heroin. I'd have to. Okay. Well you do it and then let me know. <laughs> you know what? I, officer, actually, I'm doing research. I'm on a podcast officer. Yeah. Officer. I'm, this is called research. Ever heard of it? Hi. Um, I just want to know, can I get into that evidence locker? Do you have any H? <laughs> Uh, I was just kind of hoping to do, I, oh, no, no, you know, you don't understand. I have a podcast. <laughs> my, my podcast co-host, she's in penitentiary right now. Kingston. Yeah, she's in the pen. <laughs> no, it's just for a tour. Uh-huh. We're, we're, we're feet on the ground in this podcast. That's what I like to say. <laughs> um, so it seemed like at every point in his life, he was just failed, mm-hmm. which is sad. But in the same breath, he seemed so smart. Yes. And capable. Like what really got me was the wiring of the speaker. to his cellmate like next door like that takes a beautiful mind to be able to figure something like that Well, and you're splicing in live electricity because you're not shut you're not going getting a guy in the fuse box to cut the power so you can do some electrical work in your cell yeah i don't think i could ever do it i remember so the lady telling the story at the prison right so to get the wall behind us and telling this just incredible story of this escape and then i'm like so like when then he got sent back it's like Oh, no, no. He shot himself. He, <laughs> oh, my God. What a tragic. She, she, no, 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 no. No, no. He, he killed himself, He's, right? Yep. Yeah, right. Oh, okay. Let's maybe work on our presentation skills. Bedside, lady. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, like I said, he was so smart and capable of so many things. Breaking out and robbing places was probably the wrong choice. Things could have gone very differently had the circumstances of his life been different. Like, he was a good-hearted person. He didn't want to hurt anybody. Yeah, I can almost see, like, one of those, like, assembly circuits. You know, that goes around talking to schools. Yeah, hey, yeah, listen, yeah. I was a convict and broke out. And listen, I'm not endorsing my behavior, but here's what happened. Here's or, what led to it. Or hear me out. I mean, I'm interested. He goes into the schools, teaches the kids how to break out of prison. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> goes into the schools, breaks out of the school. <laughs> hear me out. Stay with me. <laughs> Just spitballing. No bad ideas here. <laughs> There's no stupid questions. Oh, shit. <laughs> So those were, we did our whole 10 big hitters. Now I just want to hit you with a couple more facts about the infamous Kingston Penitentiary. Everything scary, fun facts. (laughs) Oh, cool. (laughs) When it first opened its doors in 1835, it was known as Provincial Penitentiary of the Province of Upper Canada. Ooh, that's cool. Yeah, but I I can't imagine that was like, imagine you're just like, you have a collect call from... The provincial penitentiary of the province of Upper Canada. <laughs> <I don't>, <laughs> first of all, I, I, I don't know what the timeline is of collect call technology. <laughs> but I don't think it was when the 
1822, I, I believe, the that... first collect call. Do you hear that woman's voice? If she is I'm, a day younger than 300 years I'm old. I'm pretty sure Upper Canada was not established. Like, was Ontario was established when we had listen, calls. Listen, listen. Please hang up and try your call again. <laughs> this is a record. We were still British then. Ours would be. My mom pick up. Hello, you have a collect call from Mom. I'm at the movie theater. I need it right now. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so, you know about the riot? I'm sure of 1971. Yes. Boom. This is a big one. Uh, it took place in April of 1971. The riot lasted four days. Uh, this all began when prisoner Billy Knight was being moved to Millhaven, and he was one of the first dozen. The plan was slowly to integrate everyone from Kingston to the new state-of-the-art octopus-shaped maximum security prison. And as he was being moved, he sucker-punched one of the guards in the stomach, and then everything went to shit. Uh, prisoners overtook the prison. John Larkins was released after completing his sentence just three weeks after the April 14th attack. And he was glad, but seemingly nervous, to sit down with CTV and talk about what he had seen take place over those four days. Mm. He said that what first alerted him was the sound of a commotion, and then he heard a key ring falling to the ground. He then heard inmates releasing fellow inmates from their cells. The man who had set off this chain of events, Billy Knight, would shout, Brothers, our time has come to shake off the shackles. We've taken control of the dome and we've got six hostages. You will all be released from your cells. Wait till you see the dome in person. I'm so excited. Every time you talk about it, I'm getting excited. I cannot say enough good things. Anybody listening, I would highly recommend this this tour. (laughs) Stop saying that. (laughs) I don't want to host this thing by myself. It would be weird. It would just, it would be all wrestling. Yeah. Yeah. It would. It would start off, you'd try to start with like a wrestling True crime, and then it would and just, it would be, just like, be like WrestleMania recaps. And also, can I ask you a question? <laughs> Is John Cena a wrestler? Yes. Okay. He's not an active wrestler, however. Okay, because my he's kids keep talking about John Cena, and I'm yeah, like, he, he's a smart. wrestler, yeah, I yeah. think. Yeah, but he's also an actor. Okay. And he does a lot of kids' movies. Is he The Rock? Not yet. And <laughs> I don't think he'll ever be The Rock, but he's nipping at his heels. Okay. He's got big nostrils, doesn't he? John Cena? Mm-hmm. Probably. Okay. I'd have to download check. Uh, he also set the world record for most wishes for Make-A-Wish. Oh, for kids? Yeah. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Yeah. It's cool. Because they uh, always want to meet the good guy wrestlers, right? Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. Nobody wants to meet like the Undertaker. <laughs> like, sometimes the Undertaker will meet like the make or like to have like a bad guy. Imagine a Make-A-Wish with the Undertaker, Matt. Oh. <laughs> oh, my God. That would never. Or maybe. I don't know. If they really wanted to, would it? <laughs> so, uh, yeah, John would say that he witnessed some of the least favorable inmates being tied to chairs and beaten over the head with pipes. Jesus. Two inmates would lose their lives during the riot. Two of the inmates who were badly and viciously beaten were senior citizens. But the least desirable inmates were mainly pedophiles and rapists. So I love that there's like prison code. There is, I for sure. And, I love that. And you know, like, if you're a pedophile, maybe I'm turning a blind eye too. Yeah. Yeah, so sorry. <laughs> I don't think I'd even turn. You'd watch? Well, maybe not watch, but I'd just be like, hey, guys, hey, guys, we got a pedo in the cell. Come on, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm opening it. <laughs> I'm walking away now. <laughs> That's brilliant. Uh, so John says he believed that he witnessed an act of mutilation. He said that the cops told him that it didn't happen, but John says that he believes what he saw, but he had to turn away because it was so awful. What he was insinuating was that a sex deviant prisoner had gotten his genitals cut off. His wiener? His weans. Oh, you don't die from that, though, I guess, eh? No, I mean, you're just walking around with no ween. Ooh. I'll eliminate the problem pretty quickly, though, I yeah. bet. Yeah, yeah, I don't see anything wrong with that. So, um, yeah, he wasn't certain of this, and he sounded nervous he's been suggesting it. Um, it was so wild, too, because it was from the 70s that I was watching this news thing from CTV, mm-hmm. and it was like, CTV in color, color, color. Oh, yeah, like, that's <laughs> so, funny. And even on my computer at like the loudest volume, it was like the audio was so shoddy. Yeah. So, but it, he did look really nervous when he was talking about this. Wasn't like one of those old like newsreels, like, oh, and a big riot broke out at the Kingston Pen. It was, you know, it was really funny. It was the guy that was like feet on the ground. They're mm-hmm. like, now to our reporter, whatever his face is. Mm-hmm. And he's like, 
on the ledge of a balcony and he's staring over at the Kingston pen and we can only see the back of his head. And then he's staring for like three seconds and then he turns around and he goes, we may never know what happened inside of this. Oh no, my God. <laughs> it's, it's just so like, <laughs> oh. He's turning away from the camera and then looks into it. Prison break. Here's the latest. <laughs> That's exactly right. Like, <laughs> he was Ron Burgundy. Um, <laughs> so this was all brought on because the inmates believed that they were being denied their basic human rights. And they knew that eventually they would be moved to the new Millhaven Maximum Security Institution. As the rumor mill goes, the prisoners would discuss this new inevitable home. And they were led to believe for some reason that every room would be bugged in order to ensure no breakouts. That, from a logistic and financial standpoint, no government would ever put those resources. This is a a case of broken telephone, I'm pretty Uh, sure. Um, and they found this to be an invasion of their privacy. Mm-hmm. You know what else invasion of privacy? Getting an axe to the back of my head. <laughs> Stupid murderers. Is that, that's <laughs> when you feel you're... Somebody, you just invaded my you privacy. Know what? You're real. I need to go to the lamp. You're a real jerk. <laughs> so uh, six guards were also held captive during this riot. The guards would later say that they had little to no hope they would make it out of this alive. No shit. Because one of their captors had beaten his own mother to death with a baseball bat when he was 16 years old. Oh my God. A lot of the prisoners wanted to throw the guards over the railings to kill them. But Billy, who was our main guy, he kept reminding them that they're trying to make a point. And resorting to murder would undo what they were trying to accomplish. Yeah. Billy has a good head on his shoulders. All right, Billy. If they act like wild animals, why should they be treated any other way? Mm -hmm. Kingston Penn would require 130 troops from local military bases to show up and try to get control of what was happening inside the prison. Did you see the scene of the army walking in? I saw the army walking in. That is cool. I also saw like when everybody like threw their beds and their doors and everything like that down to the ground. Yeah. That is what my house looks like when my kids (laughs) leave a room. They should have just called you. Yeah. Listen, you shit. Everybody back in the rooms are no Bluey for you. <laughs> Bluey's a great show. <laughs> so one of the guards that was held hostage said to the troops, this is funny. So he said to the troops, so it's just this one, I imagine they're all standing there in the uniforms and their helmets and everything. Mm-hmm. This one guy is like, just make sure you make one mistake and you'll be bringing six stiffs out of there. This comment really left me hanging because in the article that I had read in which was on TVO today, it stated that the card then left to go get some shut-eye. He's <laughs> like, listen, I'm out. I'm exhausted. I've had a day, but you guys don't fuck this up. I'm telling you right now, don't fuck this up because you will kill six of our... I'm going home, though, so it's not my fucking problem anymore. <laughs> that was one of the uh, selling points of making Kingston into a maximum pen was the... There was the water, the limestone in close proximity to the army bases. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. well, so they could just be like, guys. Army. Yeah. Hey, Army, can you come in really quickly? Do you guys still have those tanks? <laughs> can we borrow one? <laughs> <laughs> so all six guards did end up surviving. And in a wild turn of events, they credited an inmate named Barry McKenzie, who they said kept them safe. And he had a calm leadership quality about him. And he would later walk all of the guards out of the prison to safety mm. on his own. Wow. By the end of it, the interior of the central dome had been destroyed. Mm-hmm. This was not the first time that this had happened at Kingston Penn. In 1932, there was a riot due to lack of cigarettes that lasted six <laughs> days, but no one was killed. <laughs> and in 19... 19- <laughs> This is cruel. This is inhumane. We demand. <laughs> what do we want? Darts. When do we want them? Now. <laughs> that would be me with wine in there. I'd be like, oh my God. Can I get some bodacious in here, please? Can I get some? Do we have any skinny wine? In here? <laughs> I want the Bethany Frankel wine. <laughs> the housewives wine, you know. <laughs> Don't act like an asshole. Oh, shit. Um, yeah, so that one happened in 1932, in 1954, uh, on a day that the prisoners were having a lovely Sunday baseball game. Mm. Prisoners charged the guards and began using, like, car lighters. They said cigarette lighters, but I, I don't know what a cigarette lighter is. Is that just a regular lighter? Yeah, I guess so. Well, whatever it was, they used cigarette lighters to start small fires all around. <laughs> oh. The riot only lasted for two hours. Nice. 
and there were no casualties. They sound like me, though, because a lot of the times, what like... What you do? Quick, light fires. Where? I don't know. Just do it. <laughs> Come here. Can you do another one? Wait, this was not big enough. Just go. I, um, we have a fire pit in our backyard. Nice. So when I get, like, Amazon packages, and, like, or if I, like, go to Lululemon... And you guys are working, and you're like, yeah, I'm just running out. And I have to, like, burn all oh. my, my stuff. I can't get it to burn. Like, it's like, I'm the only person in the whole wide world that can't just light paper on fire. <laughs> like, it always just sizzles out. I'm like, how? Your paper! <laughs> That's, we're supposed to keep you away from heat. <laughs> the one wow. time, I snuck out, and I went to Wendy's. Mm-hmm. And then I tried to burn the evidence. And then my husband came home, and he was like, yeah, you know, Randy's, they wrap their burgers in foil, though. Like, it doesn't burn. Oh. It's still out there in the fire pit. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, What'd you get from Wendy's? Baconator? No, you're too dainty for no, a Baconator. No, not just a you're Dave a Single. A Dave Single. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I hear you. I'm classy like that. <laughs> you get a Frosty or you get a Pop? Oh, I don't get a Pop. I get nice tea. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, so those were the, the other two riots. Um, that one lasted two hours, no casualties. They did take one guard hostage, but he was able to get his hands on a prison jumpsuit and made his way out by <laughs> mingling with the prisoners. Boy, these guards suck, eh, fellow inmates? <laughs> Boy, really good time rioting, eh, guys? Except for that one, John. He's pretty cool, right? Yeah. How- well, that one guard was really cool. Yeah, he's super cool. He's a really good whistler, too. Have you ever heard him whistle? <laughs> <laughs> so. Is there an after party? <laughs> Where are you guys going after this? We should invite John. <laughs> <laughs> a John name tag slips out of his jumpsuit. Yeah. Oop. I'm with you guys. I hate it here as well. <laughs> so there has also been a number of movies that were filmed in Kingston Penn. Oh, I didn't know that. Such as Titan, Reacher. Alias Grace, hmm. A Warehouse for a Body, Murdoch Mysteries, nice. Mayor of Kingstown, and Carry On Servant. Wow. Oh, Mayor and of Vendetta. Ooh, V for Vendetta? Or probably just Vendetta this year. Don't know any of them. Uh, Mayor of Kingstown is the um, Jeremy Renner vehicle that's out now. That he's oh. promoting half. Alive? Yeah. Yeah, he's in bad shape, eh? <sighs> yeah, that's a fucking, that's a hero. Poor guy. That's a that's hero status. I'm sorry. He's just uh, smoked every event. He's like he's a real Avenger. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Like jumping onto that under that like didn't mean to get under the plow, but saving his nephew. And, yeah. And then he's like, oh yeah, I'd do it again. My nephew was in trouble. Yeah, oh, wow. you would too, though, wouldn't you? You would. Well, I mean, not the annoying one. <laughs> no, I'm just. Kidding. You know who you are. Yo, uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. I would. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I would do. You know what the funniest was. It was, I don't want to be this person, but I saw this older boy and he was bullying my five-year-old mm-hmm. and his mom was like nearby and I didn't want to say anything and I kept, and he just kept, every time Jake would turn around, he'd like flick him in the back of the head. Mm. And I was like, I kept looking over his mom and his mom wasn't doing anything, kept looking over his mom. And then I just went over to him and I was like, if you touch my kid again, we're going to have a problem. <laughs> yeah. I just, Yeah. What do you do? In that? <laughs> like, Jake, I'm so protective over him too. Cause he's like, he's my really, really nice one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he just thinks everybody's his friend. Like yeah. he wants to be friends with everybody. So like this kid kept flicking him in the back of the head and I was seeing red and I was mm. like, and this kid's like, I don't know, Jake's in senior kindergarten and this kid is like in grade five. Yeah. And I was like, I don't want to break his fingers. But you also kind of do. Yeah, his mom's not doing anything. I gave her ample opportunity. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, we're going to have a problem if you do it again. <laughs> yeah, that's the same to some of my nephews. I'm like, I am not a parent. I will strike you. So <laughs> let's sort this out right now. <laughs> that's exactly right. <laughs> Your sister just calls you like, I'm going to need you to beat up some kid for me. Yeah. I don't. yeah. <laughs> they need me here. Yeah. <laughs> Owen next door is getting a little lippy. Yeah. <laughs> Owen next door, by the way, real person, super sweet kid. Aww. So he's like, he's always. <laughs> did you give him your? He's always like. Did uh, you give him your Sky Dome jacket because he was cold? No, I didn't. No, I didn't. But he's always like. You know, You're like one time he was hungry though, and I made him soup. He's so, <laughs> so a matter of fact. He's like, hey, Uncle Matman, how was your work day today? Does he call you Uncle Matman? Oh, that's adorable. Yeah, he's like, hey, Uncle Matman, how was your work day? Well, because he came up to me. And said, how old is know, he? Um, he's probably like eight. You have no idea how he's, old kids are, do you? No, no. Um, but yeah, he's like, I feel weird asking you this, but. Because you're not my uncle. I have great uncles. But everybody else calls you Uncle Matman. Do you think it'd be okay if I did? And I was just like, ah. I was like of Imagine if you said no. I was like, no, screw you. Like, kid, first of all, <laughs> get off my property. Uh, 
Give me back the soup I made yeah. you. <laughs> Owen. <laughs> Shout outs to Owen, by the way, yeah. if he's listening. He's one of those like kids that's like 40 and wise already. He's on our Patreon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so um, here's a funny one. Oh, lovely. Did you hear about the break in to Kingston? Uh, no, I did not. Okay. 1847. Remember it like it was yesterday. Just a few days before Christmas, a former inmate of Kingston was feeling a little down. He was super bummed because he didn't have a job and he had no way to buy his loved ones any gifts for the holidays. Uh, he knew exactly where the prison held their petty cash box. <gasps> yeah, get out of here! So he got himself a ladder <laughs> and he lowered himself back into his old stomping grounds. He then lowered a rope on the inside of the wall so that he could scale the wall that he had just climbed up the ladder yeah. to. And boom, Christmas was saved. Oh, I love Things it. were going super good. He got the cash box, and when he went to escape, his rope broke. They're like, well, you're here anyways. The next morning, during head count, they found one extra fella. Oh my God, you went to head count. I guess you have to. What else do you what do? What are you going to do? So it's, and it's Kingston in December. Yeah. You're cold. Yeah, right, right. You got to go inside. So, um, but luckily for him, they actually wanted him to stay for another 18 months. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> and last but not least, I wanted to touch on some of the hauntings because as expected, Kingston Penn is apparently haunted AF. Mm-hmm. And I mean, how could it not be? Yeah. You don't believe in ghosts, but that's I'm correct. here to tell you that you're wrong and mm-hmm. uh, there's ghosts. And you are going to have SEX with a ghost. <laughs> uh, you know. You're like, hey. It depends on like if... If the conversation's there. If it clicks. If, you know, if we... If there's a spark between celestial being... If you're in a really good place with... I don't care who it is. It could be a dolphin. It could be a ghost. (laughs) Oh, God. Yeah. PETA's all over that. (laughs) (laughs) So there's the regular stuff, of course. Um, Freezing cold in certain places for no reason. Unexplainable noises. Sometimes you hear keys jingling, footsteps. Uh, One of the tour guides who at the time of this story was very new. Mm-hmm. Her name was Riley. And she was actually doing her very first tour ever by herself. Uh, she said it was going pretty badly. She had forgotten a lot of facts and was just bumbling her way through the tour. Like giving a tour? Like She was giving a tour, when yes. When it was open to tourists? Yes. Like, okay. So, and okay. We, we will touch on the guard stuff that you talked about. Okay. Um, so she was bumbling her way through it and it was clear that even the guests were starting to get annoyed by her. Uh, at one point, she even fell right through a doorway. <laughs> <laughs> That's me giving a tour. <laughs> but along with the tour, they would come across staff that used to work in the prison when it was opened, and they would tell the guests their stories from their time there. Uh, Riley said that she loved those stops because it would give her the opportunity to collect herself. Um, they had come to one of these stations where the guests were introduced to a nurse. Uh, they were on the third floor, which was for people who were found guilty of their crimes, but who were also clinically insane. Mm. So they didn't get the insanity the full, defense, yeah. but they are not. It's between like a health running on all eight. Yeah. Yeah. As the nurse told the guests some stories, Riley said that she could hear the sound of keys, and at first she brushed it off, but it kept happening. So she turned around to look in the direction of the noise, and she saw the shadow of a man swinging keys around his finger, Mm. and he was appearing to be locking the vacant cells. (gasps) Riley did not even wait to finish her tour. She ran right out of the building. Oh my God, everybody's just there. (laughs) Yeah, they're like, well, she fell through a door, so that's kind of, it's pretty on par. That's... Yeah. I can see that. <laughs> uh, later, she told a coworker what she'd seen, and his response was simple. Oh, that's just William Wentworth. <laughs> oh, nice. The standard ghost that yeah. haunts Kingston Penn for all of eternity. In 1961, William was finishing up his shift when he was stabbed to death by an inmate on the third floor, but it was never determined what inmate it had been, and it is unsolved to this day, and he is now a residual haunting on the third floor. Do you mm-hmm. know what that is? Uh, no. So a residual haunting, for anyone that doesn't know, it's not really a ghost. It's more like a replay of past events. So not like conscious. Like, no, so it's, it's just, just like. On something on a loop. Yeah, it's something on a loop. That's exactly right. All right. Yeah, because like if I was a ghost, I wouldn't be jingling keys. I'd be like, it was it was Barry that killed me. <laughs> yeah. Hey, guys. <laughs> guys, guys, guys. Barry. <laughs> yeah. um, another haunting is that of inmate George Hewell. George was a force to be reckoned with. 
he would constantly be in trouble and not a day would go by that he was not involved in some sort of physical interaction. Come or, on, Georgie. Yeah, so the last straw was when he attacked one of the guards in 1897 and the guard shot him twice in the chest. And in his dying moment, he swore that he would get his revenge. Mm. That's what I'd say too. If somebody did, if I died at the hands of somebody else, I'd be like, I'm coming back. Not me, I'd cry. You'd cry? I'd just be crying. Aww. Well, I was going to kill you later, but that's, I'm not going to do it now. Thank you. You're so sweet. <laughs> like, I don't want you to cry. <laughs> you know, I can deal with your crying bullshit. Now. Murder's one thing, but tears really oh. tug at my heartstrings. <laughs> um, and Kingston as a whole, the whole city is uh, considered to be one of the most haunted cities in Canada. Uh, the reason behind it may be the old military fort, Fort Henry. Um, there was never any actual battle there, but apparently a lot of men and women did lose their lives. Really? Yeah. It may just be because Kingston is one of the oldest cities in Canada, it, but it also has a lot of limestone, and there's a theory that ghosts are attracted to limestone. Or maybe it's just all these maximum security prisons and all the bad energy that comes from those. <laughs> or one of the two. Yeah. <laughs> They're not mutually exclusive. Okay. So I wanted to know if you noticed anything spooky when you were... Like, did you notice cold spots or hear no. anything? Oh, well, I mean, no, not nothing that... You that, wouldn't have even been th no, thinking it, about it, though. No, I would not have been thinking. And even if I saw did you something, go, I'd be so closed off to it. Sorry so. to interrupt you. Yeah, did you go with Tara? Was it for work? Or? No, I went with my ex-girlfriend. Oh, okay. Thanks for bringing it up. Oh, oh God. Oh, God, yeah. not the tears. I got to kill him now. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. I went with my ex. Great date opportunity, though. Oh, yeah, well, that's nice. Yeah. I'm going alone with my notebook. Again, great name. <laughs> um, did you do you have the the concert? Did you see any of the, the concert that was at the Kingston Penitentiary concert? Yeah, when they first, I think it's it was, just all prisoners. It's yeah, like the prisoner <laughs> rock. <laughs> Are you it, ready to rock? It was tragically hip. <laughs> what? This hip played there. Now I don't for know, the prisoners. No, this was. I think it was before the tours, but it was after it had closed. It was a fundraiser for something, and uh, you could buy <laughs> like tickets. Like before he got sick? I don't even know if he was still with the band, to be oh. honest with you. I think he had passed, and I think oh. it was a so it was recently couple then. of the remaining guys. Yeah, I think it was just before they opened it to tours. Oh, uh, Gord Downey, I love him. The best. It was September, looks like 2019. Oh, wow. Rockin' the Big House at Kingston Penitentiary. Sold out event. Uh, do, 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 do. Like inside. I'm so Okay, yeah, so here we go. It was the Headstones, the Trues, the Pursuit of Happiness, uh, special guest Tom Cochran, special appearance by uh, Paul Langos uh, from the Tragically Hip, who's the MC, uh, Gord Sinclair, Rob Baker, the other members of the, uh, of the Tragically Hip. That is cool. Would you have gone to that? Yeah, 100%. Really? Standing room, no chairs, food, wine provided. Kingston yeah, it's Transit refried beans, the shape of an ice cream scooper. 75 bucks. That's a good deal. Yeah, that's not bad at all. Do you know how much the, the because you got went through like your yeah. celebrity mm -hmm. status. It's only $37 to go to the Kingston tour. That is terrific. And that's the extended version. I went with extended. Yeah, good call. You probably went with like. The super extended. Did you have security like on you? I did, yeah. You have to. I did. Mm -hmm. It's pretty. Um, Someone's like, can I have an autograph? Ask me one more fucking question, and you're going to end up in that cell. You're like Mariah Carey. That's correct. My voice is my gift, and I cannot use it on you right now. Yeah. So <laughs> just back off. <laughs> All right. <laughs> you're so mature. I'm sorry. You know what? Potty humor. It'll get me every time. And you know what? I, I can't even pretend like I'm above it. I'm not. So there you go. That's Kingston Penn. And cool. I'm doing it next week, and I am going to talk about it. Nice. Yeah. So, anything? Any other comments? Um, look pretty today. Thank you. So do you. Oh, thank you. I was you, going you know, pretty. Your hair looks great. Thank you. You just for you have a great head of hair. I know. Yeah. I'm very lucky. Does your dad have a great head of hair? I don't know. My if dad I... has a beautiful head of hair. It's You're very white. Lucky. And when he drives the boat, it flows in the wind, and it's just like I cannot wait okay. to inherit that bad boy. You look a little too strongly at your dad. <laughs> but you know what? So my husband got his hair cut. And uh, this was a couple years ago now. But my daughter says, he goes, how do you like my haircut, Olivia? And she goes, 
I really like it. And he's like, you do? Nice. And she's like, I really like how you did like the bunny ears thing. Like it looks mm-hmm. so good. And she, I think she must've been three at the time. Yeah. And my husband's like, I never knew that a three-year-old could cut so deep. Oh, that's <laughs> great. The bunny ears. She's like, I just love the bunny ears. Like it looks really good. And she meant it. Like oh, she was being yeah. totally sincere. Oh my God. I just but, love how messy and shitty it looked. <laughs> but so you know great. what she meant is that she meant like yeah. this part of the yeah, spinning. The, the little fucking bang or whatever yep. that would be. All right. So All right, cool. Well, have fun. Thank you. I'm so excited. I'm so very excited. And then I get a hotel room to myself and Whoa. I get to sleep in. Okay. Are you going to go on a pick up random dudes or? You know where I'm going to go? Sanctity of marriage. What's up? I am. Go- <laughs> I was just curious. Which one are you going to do? <laughs> I mean, like, are they mutually exclusive? Whoa. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, but I am going to go to the Kingston Locks. Oh, where the boats come in? Yes. Nice. Because the next story I'm about to tell you for our Patreon is no. has something to do with that. So. No, I'm a. Oh no. Mm-hmm. I wanted my goal is to kayak through locks. Well, uh, Kingston ones. Or I don't know anyone's. I, I, I really didn't know locks was a term. Oh really? Yeah, <laughs> lift lock and stuff. Like I know Big Bob Cajun. Uh, we had a cottage up there. Shallow brag again. Okay, yeah. Yeah, sorry about that. Uh, no, you know what the good humble brag is? Like a, like a traditional, a legit humble brag is when you're complaining about something that's good, right? So uh, you'd be like, oh, man, I had like 20 people asking for my fucking autograph outside. All I want to do is just get to my car. <laughs> like that is the alt, right? It's where you, 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 you sound like you're complaining, but you throw in something that is just... Makes you look so good. Okay, can I also tell you something, though? And I think I already told you. Absolutely. Did I tell you that I got recognized? Yes, you texted what that to me. What the fuck kind of world am I living in? I know. This girl comes up to me mm. at the where when I was sitting beside the cops. Yeah. And she's like, hi, Lynn. And I was like, yeah, hi. Mm. And she was like, oh, I was hoping to see you here with the infamous Matt McClain. Oh, God, yeah. And I was like, she's like, I love the podcast. And I just had to come over and say hi. And I was like, holy sh-. I was for sure more excited about it than she was. <laughs> and then as I was walking out, because I get into my own antisocial brain. Mm. And I'm like, well, I can't just walk past her. Mm. But I don't. I'm super fucking awkward. Yeah. So do I stop and talk to her and quite possibly say something that makes her hate me? Or like, how do I do this? <laughs> and so as I was walking out, I just tapped her on the arm and I said, Thanks a lot for coming over. Then I walked out and I was like, nice. I feel good about that. I feel nice. good about that interaction. So shout outs to her. I didn't get her name because I'm a real mess when people talk to me. Yeah, you really get on that international celebrity status, not knowing the names of the little people that come up to you. Yeah, you've come a long way, baby. Okay. Bye. Bye.